Welcome to the Aligned Business Woman podcast, where your inner goddess activates your strategic CEO. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and service providers looking for a simple way to grow their business. Each week, I share simple, actionable steps you can use to build a profitable business that is aligned to your energy without having to cold DM strangers or follow outdated selling strategies. I'm here to help you tap into your natural talents and step into your power to show up confidently on social media and grow your business. Welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. Vanessa here, and today I have a guest Amber Brewer. Amber is an Instagram engagement strategist helping impact-driven female coaches, consultants, and service providers generate consistent leads, grow and maintain a highly engaged community, and sell out their offers on Instagram by mirroring data-driven strategies with ethical sales psychology. When she's not in your DMs, Amber is a single mom of three, busy shuttling kids around, hiking or pole dancing to the beat of her own drum. I'm so excited for this conversation because what Amber delivers in this episode is mind-blowing and we all should be following the steps that she gives if you're trying to grow your business and find clients on Instagram. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. I have a special guest today, and we're going to be talking about Instagram, which we haven't talked about yet on this uh, podcast. So it's how to supercharge your launch with strategic engagement on Instagram. And I am speaking with Amber Brewer. Welcome, Amber. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to speak with you. How are you doing? Yes, thank you for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm so excited about this because we've been trying to schedule this for quite some time and I see you doing some awesome stuff over there on Instagram. And so let's talk about that. We want to talk about supercharging your launch for a strategic engagement. I know that there are so many people that are using Instagram to market to their people. I, I see that there's like the Instagram people and then the Facebook group people and the YouTubers and all that. So let's really talk about how to make this work for those people that are maybe getting sick of those other platforms. What is strategic engagement in the first place? Yeah. So first of all, you need to know just like engagement is literally just a quantifiable term for interaction. You know, a lot of people want to say that engagement is likes and shares and comments and things like that. But the truth is it's any interaction that people actually have um in this case on instagram we're talking about user to user or user to content interaction so that could be dms or you know your uh likes and shares and comments you know things with things that they how they interact with your content but for the purpose of our topic today we're going to talk more about dms your user to user in interaction because that honestly is where the heart of instagram is is user to user interaction so we can probably assume that most people that are listening to this podcast today already know that engagement is pretty important because it signals to the platform that algorithm and the algorithms that run the platform that people want to see more content from a certain user or similar content to what they've been viewing um, you know, everybody that's listening to your podcast is probably a businesswoman or wants to be a businesswoman. So we can assume that they know that, that they've heard that engagement is super important. 
But strategic engagement is also known as lead engagement, is intentional interactions with specific and measurable goals in mind. So it goes from your just average conversations to conversations that are actually being directed at selling your offer. When I teach the engagement and turning people into uh, or turning the conversation from like a business, from a Facebook group thread into like the DM thread, I've noticed that sometimes people have a setback because they're like, well, how long is this connection going to be before I can bring up my offers? And sometimes I just give up right away. Um, and then sometimes they they just don't know how to pivot into that. Before we get into the next question, like, does it have to be a long process? Well, that really varies based on person to person. You have to remember that you're dealing with real people on the other end of the line and everybody buys at a different rate. Everybody needs different things to be able to reach that decision to buy or to not buy. So some people are ready, like right off the bat. Um, you know, they're, they, they, usually make decisions based on emotions, feelings, alignment, intuition, things like that. And if it feels good, they're going to get it. Some people want to hang back and think about it. Um, maybe they have other factors in their life that determine whether or not they can invest. Um, on average, it usually would take a cold lead. It would take them 60 to 90 days to reach, to get enough information and build enough of a connection to be able to buy. There's always outliers. There's always people that don't conform to the mold. Sometimes they see one post from somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. And, you know, and that's, you know, what they do. They go ahead and they invest because it feels good. But usually they've been doing some work on their own to come to the realization that they need whatever. And then this content pops up and they're just like, yep, that's it. But usually the average person, it takes quite a bit of time to develop a relationship with somebody before they're ready to purchase. Yeah, you know, and I find that even though it takes a little time, but those are more quality leads. Those are the people that are going to buy so Absolutely. What's the first thing you say to people when they ask how to implement an engagement strategy to support a launch? The first thing I tell people always is start early. At, at minimum, you need to start forming an engagement plan and connecting with leads for this particular launch at least three months ahead of time. Um, if you already have a really strong pool of leads that are very hot and are just, you know, ready, then you can shortcut that time. But the thing is, you've been building those relationships already. You know, it's not like you're taking a completely cold audience to be prepared for your launch. So that's where you get people that say that, you know, you can launch quickly and you don't have to prepare. The truth is those successful launches have been being prepared, even if they didn't really intentionally say, okay, it's being prepared for this launch. That audience was still being warmed up and prepped and engaged with, and there's a connection already there. So if you plan to launch something specific, I would say at least three months ahead of time is when you need to get started. Mm. But the, the people want to hear from you before and after a launch, not just while you're selling. So it's really important, even if you don't have a launch planned or if you've just finished a launch, it's really important to not abandon those leads. Make sure you continue to engage with them because they want to know that you're there when you're not selling. They want to know that you're there as a person and they want to feel valued as a person as well. They don't want to feel like you're only showing up to sell. And then as soon as you're done, you're gone. Um, and they don't want to feel like you only want to talk to them during your launches when you're talking, you know, when you're talking. So that's why that prep period is so long, because they want to hear from you before they ever even know that you're selling something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to be intentional with your engagement. You don't want to just be randomly when you're during a launch, your energy is so precious and launches can take a lot out of you. Um, so you want to make sure you're intentionally engaging the most with those leads that are the warmest, the hottest, the most likely to buy. It doesn't mean that all of your followers are not important, but it means that you as a business owner, as a CEO, or as a salesperson, you have to protect your energy and invest it into the people that are most likely going to, um, purchase from you, be they purchase now or in the future. You want to make sure that you're investing into the right people. Mm -hmm. Whenever you say that, like you don't want to just be there whenever you're selling and they want to know that you're around. It makes me think of like dating, you know, it's not like wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Like I'm out of here. Um, And also in right now, we're about to I'm about to go to a group coaching call for my Celia mini mind. And one of the things that we talked about before is that the launching period is like you're always launching, though. If you really think Mm -hmm. about it, maybe you're not specifically launching. uh, Maybe you're not launching a specific uh, offer, but it's a long launch that you're doing because you're always trying to nurture and and cultivate. So I guess in a way, it's not launching, it's nurturing the entire time. And then you go. Absolutely. So where do you find quality leads? Um, That there's a lot of different places where you can where you can find your quality leads. First of all, you need to know where are these leads coming from. If you have a lead magnet, a webinar, a masterclass, something like that, you want to make sure that you're not just getting them, you know, opted into your email list, but you also want to make sure that you're getting their Instagram handle when they opt into your email list, because then you can not only can you be nurturing them through email, you can also connect with them on Instagram and actually get people love that. They love getting your emails. But when you get into somebody's DMs, they're like, oh, my gosh, I just went to this masterclass. And now she's talking to me. You know, it's it's just gives you a deeper connection. And then, of course, it also gives them more exposure to your content because they're getting your emails and then they're actually talking to you in person. It makes them feel so much closer and it's just a much more intimate setting because they're actually talking back with you. It's not like they're just reading your emails and being done because to be honest, not everybody replies to emails when you ask for email engagement. In fact, probably the majority of your subscribers don't, but they are much more likely going to reply and engage in a real human conversation in the DMs. And you can embed, you know, you may have a really big email list, but you're not going to engage with all of those people in the DMs because that's just too many people. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to dig into your email list. You want to dig into your email analytics and find out who's been opening, who's opened like three or more emails or who has clicked specific links. You know, who is the most, who are the most engaged people on your email list? And then you really want to go and try and develop relationships with those particular people in the DMs. And then you can also, at the same time, be sending them a very tailored, specific email sequence as well to those particular people. So it just supercharges, you know, your email list. It takes those analytics and it becomes more than just a conversation. It becomes a data driven conversation strategy. Um, and of course, you know, on your stories, you know, use your polls to pull out uh, qualifying leads, um, use polls because it's so easy for people to interact with stories and people are much more likely to interact on a poll than they are actually to interact with your emails. They're going to consume your email and that's going to nurture them and get them ready, but they're much more likely to interact and bring themselves to your attention. If you have a poll on your stories and you may only get 
three people that respond to a poll, but those three people may be exactly what you need to, you know, reach your goals as far as your revenue goals, depending on what you're selling. And then you can reach out directly to those people. But the most important thing is to be able to just to look at your analytics and be able to dig those people out. Anytime somebody responds to a story, that means that they are a warmer lead than somebody who just viewed a story because they actually listened to what you said, they engaged with what you said. And so they're much more interested than somebody that just viewed it as far as somebody for who you should be investing your time into. That's so good. Recently, <coughs> I was on a call and they had mentioned that when you have an opt-in, don't just ask for their email, ask for like a third thing, whether it's... um their phone number so you can text them, you know, do the text marketing mm -hmm. or their Instagram handle. And that, the, that if they do that, make it optional. But if they do that, then you know that they're more interested because they're willing to give you some more information. So I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start doing that. Thank you for that tip. So now that you found these leads, how do you go about connecting and qualifying and eventually, eventually selling to them? Well, if they are already a warm lead, like say that they came from your, poll, from your polls, you already have a topic to connect with them with, uh, on. And so you know that they are ready to start a conversation. It may not be a sales conversation yet because you may have asked a personal question, you know, like, how do you drink your coffee? That's still a way to connect with them and start talking. The most important thing is to start the conversation. Even if it's not immediately a business conversation, you want to start the conversation because they don't just want to be sold to. They like to buy, but they don't want to be sold to. So they want to know that you care about them in particular as a person. So you want to get in there and get to know them. And the main things that you want to get to know them, uh, that you want to get to know about these people is you want to know about their family. You want to know about their occupation, their job, their business, depending on, you know, what type of person you're you're selling to. And you want to know their their relationships. Those are the main things that people feel most connected over. Um, an easy way to get in with this is just when you see something on their stories that resonates with you. Honestly, don't, if, if you don't like dogs, don't be like, Oh my gosh, cute dog. Don't do that. Actually be sincere when you're connecting. If they have a really cool coffee cup and you like it, it's not corny to go in and say something about that coffee cup because that's going to get the door open. That's going to open the door, but you can sit there and go back and forth forever and just have a personal conversation and never actually get around to talking about business. Everybody, I'm sure, has tons of people in their DMs that they have conversations with, but they've never actually turned it into a business conversation and they've never pitched them um, and they don't know because they've never actually had the conversation if that person is ever actually going to buy from them. So you do need to kind of have a timeline. That's another reason why I say 60 to 90 days, because if you've had a really good, strong rapport with somebody for 60 to 90 days, they should have at some point in that time frame given you some information to be able to determine if they are a strong lead for you. And they should have been able to give you some information somewhere where you can pivot that conversation into more of a business conversation. So you want to be very intentional about the questions that you're asking. In the beginning, if they didn't come from more of a business type lead, like your email list or a business related poll, if they came from more of a personal lead, um, or they were a cold prospect that you connected with, in the beginning, that conversation is going to be very personal, very casual, because like you, the dating analogy that you were using, you don't ask somebody to marry you on the first date. You get to know each other and you actually have to build a relationship before you go for the, so let's get married, you know? So you never want to go in with a pitch first. 
unless of course they give you a reason to, you know, if they say, if you asked a very plain uh, poll that asked, you know, that asked them if they were interested in X service and they said, yes, that's a perfect time for you to go in and immediately go for not a straight pitch, but immediately start digging more into business. Be like, you said you were interested in this. Tell me more about why. I would never go straight for the pitch. I would have at least a few qualifying questions before we say, okay, and then go for the pitch, but only go for it if they are truly a perfect fit. If you've had time to build a relationship, then you know if they truly are a perfect fit. One, do you even like this person? Are you going to enjoy working with them? But two, will they enjoy working with you and will they actually get the solutions to their problem from whatever it is that you're offering? Will that actually benefit them? Because you only want to sell to people that are actually going to get those solutions. One, because it's always going to look good on you because you can showcase those results. It looks bad. You know, it's, if you sign somebody who's not a perfect fit and they end up not getting the results, then that's just going to look bad on whatever your offer is. You know, it's like people bought this thing. They didn't do it because you weren't aligned with the people that you were selling to. So you really want to make sure that you're not just selling to everybody. It's so aligned with them and you both. You do uh, done for you work. So you actually do this engagement for your clients, right? Um, I do. So one of the things I've been hesitant in the past is to hand off my Instagram account to someone because unlike from what, well, at least in the past, unlike Facebook and the other um, platforms where it's easier where you can like log into LastPass and all that good stuff and they can engage. Is that a possibility for someone that's like, I want someone, I want to hire someone like you, Amber, but I'm afraid to hand out my information because then I had to turn off the two factor authentication or whatever. And I know this is like really techie and detailed, but I know that sometimes mm -hmm. people are afraid to hand over their, their account information. So how would you, what would mm -hmm. you say to that? There are a lot of ways to make sure that you maintain the security of your account. Um, yes, LastPass can be used with Instagram, but only in browser. Yes, you can use it through mobile. However, sometimes when you try to launch through LastPass, um, it won't uh, it won't open up. It'll ask you to log in again. Mm -hmm. um, and so and then you have to log in with the actual uh, username and password if you're using mobile. And to access all of Instagram's DM features, you need to use mobile. So sometimes I do use um, my desktop, um, you know, saves my fingers, saves my thumbs a lot. Um, but in order to access all of the DM features, to be able to see like your poll responses and things like that, and to be able to um, send DMs to people who are like private accounts, things like that, um, you have to be able to use mobile. So yes, your engagement specialist sh will need access to your username and password. I've never had anybody that's been, um, that's not been okay with that. Um, they've usually just shared it to me in Slack. We have a private channel and they just share it in Slack. Um, in the very beginning, we get logged in together uh, on our first strategy call and never really had any issues. Um, but there are some other things. If you have a big team where you have a lot of people that are going into Instagram, Instagram really monitors location logins. So if you have a team all over the country or all over the world and multiple people are logging into your uh, to your Instagram account, you want to make sure that everybody is using a VPN um, like uh, Express VPN is wonderful. It's perfect. Um, and everybody's logging in from the same location. So they want to turn on that VPN to the same location. So let's say you're in Dallas, you want everybody to be logging in using a Dallas VPN um, to make sure that it doesn't flag your account um, 
for having multiple locations logged in because it will flag your account. Oh, um, another thing that you need to be mindful of is too many people in the account at once. So if you have a, if you, if you just, if it's just you and a social media manager and maybe an engagement strategist, probably not a big deal unless you're sending DMs at the same time. If you send too many DMs in a certain amount of time or you comment too many comments within a certain amount of time, Instagram will flag you. Usually the first few times it just warns you and says, hey, be careful. Um, but sometimes it'll lock you out for 24 hours, 48 hours. I've even seen people get locked out for a week before they can get their account back up and running. Um, Instagram is very picky. So you want to make sure that when you're working with an engagement strategist, they already know all this and they're very knowledgeable about it because they, they want to help you keep your account safe. Mm, that's so, so good. I know we weren't going to touch on that, but man, that is really, really juicy information right there. Before we wrap up, what is one final thing you want to leave us with? Um, one of the most important things aside from how, aside from giving it time is to just detach yourself from the outcome. Um, and this goes whether you have hired somebody to do your engagement or whether you're doing it yourself. If you are using an engagement strategy to facilitate a launch, um, which is always a good thing, it's always just an extra touch point that you should have with any any sort of launch. Um, and like you said, nurturing to be doing all along. You need to detach yourself from the outcome. At the end of the day, these are real people on the other end of the computer. Um, they have their own drives, their own obstacles, their own beliefs, and we can't force anyone to buy. You may know that this is perfect for them and they may really want it, but something may be holding them back. So they may tell you no. And a no right now is not always a no forever. It doesn't mean be pushy and try and bust their objections. I'm very against uh, trying to overcome objections in the DMs and uh, and on sales calls. If you do sales calls, I'm very against that because you don't truly know what is in this other person's heart and what's going on in their lives. It's our job as ethical salespeople to be compassionate and understanding and trust that when they're ready, if they ever are ready, that they will come back and buy from you. So I know now maybe if you respect that no, that may actually be what they need to come to bring them back when they're ready. When you respect someone's no, it gives them such a level of confidence in you that even if they're never ready to buy, they feel so comfortable and good about recommending you to somebody else in the future too. So it's really important to just respect that and give them their space and be compassionate. I totally agree. I hate those like pushy, like you got to do it now. You can't leave them like, and then sometimes people are like, well, you're weak for not trying harder. I'm like, no, that I think that's strength right there to be able to honor someone's no, respect their time, and then still hold that space for them. So I freaking love mm -hmm. that you said that. Well, it's been so great. You had so much information to share with us. I appreciate all of that. And so one last thing, what are you reading or listening to on Audible? Uh, I'm listening to two books on Audible right now. Uh, I'm listening to a book called Boundaries by Henry St. Cloud um, that is just absolutely wrecking my world um, in every way, personal, spiritual, um, business, everything. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I recommend everybody read it on repeat. Um, but then I'm also listening to The Throne of Glass um series it's a fantasy series so when i need to turn off business on my brain i listen to that instead and um it's kind of it's just how i decompress 
Awesome. I'm going to check out boundaries. I'm going to link it as well. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and thank you for sharing your time with us. And when someone wants to reach out to you, where can they find you and you know, how can they work with you? Um, they can just hit me up on Instagram. That's where I live. That's where I'm at every day. So they can hit me up on Instagram in the DMs. I'm always there. And um, that's the best way to get in touch with me. So uh, it's just amberbrewer.co. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of the Align Businesswoman. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Align Businesswoman podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Ann Miller, and I'm so excited to share some good news with you. Head over to the show notes so you can grab your free gift and make sure to leave a review and join me inside the Align Businesswoman Facebook group. Until next week. Bye-bye, my love.